Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And a pleasant good evening to you and yours. And welcome in to SC Sports, South Carolina Radio Network, as we come to you on a Monday. The 15th day of April, 2019. Happy Tax Day, and boy, am I glad to see you all. <laughs> Along with Lawton Swan, I'm Will Pelagic, and producer Lowell Idlet as well, as we come to you from our iHeartMedia studios in downtown Columbia. I'd love to join, have you join us on the SC Sports Line, 866-640-9478. That is your two-way South Carolina sports conversation line and hope you uh, get a chance to give us your thoughts on what was uh, one of the best sports weekends uh, in recent memory and another testament to why I believe that April is, in my opinion, not only the best sports month of the year, but the best month of the year, not just because I was born in it, but because it seems like we always seem to get these types of stories like we had this weekend, just about an hour to our south. You don't need me to tell you the reasons why Tiger Woods won his 15th major golf tournament and his fifth Masters. You don't need me to tell you about Francesco Molinari dunking it in the water in Ray's Creek, and you don't need to tell me about all the others who made the mistakes on the way to Woods capitalizing and having a mostly flawless back nine. But in my mind, I look at this and I say, you know what? Everyone continues to maybe, I guess, look towards Tiger Woods' misgivings, Tiger Woods' shortcomings, and also the way that you look at him off the course the humanity of him kind of took over this weekend for a lot of people. I know it did for me. And I know it struggled a lot of people. A lot of people struggled to kind of digest watching him go through what he went through. But if you weren't captivated by what you saw on Sunday, it's just because of the fact that you have some sort of thing blocking you with his morality and your own. In my mind, Tiger Woods is the most influential athlete of this particular generation going back 30 years. I'm not going to say ever because I think that that title is reserved for more influential and groundbreaking and, and barrier-breaking people on this Jackie Robinson day. I think he probably is looked upon as maybe the most influential athlete of all time. But at least of this generation, he opened an avenue to a sport – for people who, for the longest time, were shelved from it and shut out from it. And you even heard Tony Finau talk about it, someone who was playing in his group with him, say, it was great to see someone like me play this sport, and that is what got me into this sport. 
And as a result of that, you saw the culmination of that with Tigers 15th Masters. This is SC Sports, South Carolina Radio Network. Will Pelagic and uh, Lawton Swan along with Lowell Idlett. We have a lot to get to today, not just with the Masters. Just found out that Zion Williamson has declared for the NBA draft. Shocker. Shock and awe, Swanee. Shock and awe. Yeah, look, I, I, I was waiting for this moment because I thought for a minute he may transfer. You think you thought the Clemson might have you know, might, might come you know, on he, home? They they have spots on the roster. That's the piece they're looking for. He might be wearing a different type of orange that might go with a shade of blue Ooh. instead of a slate of uh, regalia. The New York Knickerbockers, perhaps. Who knows? Who knows what will happen to him? But uh, that has uh, come down here within the last twenty minutes or so. He announced it via Instagram. We'll get into that. <laughs> and also, you know, I don't very rarely get to say this. I don't very rarely get to say anything of import that is great about myself on this program. A lot of times I'm getting berated. I'm getting... You don't self-gloss? Is that what you're getting I, at? I don't, I don't self-gloat. I don't self-gloss. But I called it! Darn it! I called it! Called what? The head coach at Wofford. Oh. I thought you meant Tiger at the Masters. Oh, no. No. no I no. thought you meant Zion to the pros. No. No. I called the Wofford higher, by the way. I said it was going to be Jay McCauley. I told you it should have been Jay McCauley. You did. And not only is it Jay McCauley. It is. But nine minutes from now, guess who's going to join us on the SC Sports Show? Jay McCauley, the new head coach of the Wofford Terriers, will join us here on SC Sports South Carolina Radio Network. Look, they kept it in the family. I'm happy Richard Johnson did the right thing. Apparently, they talked to a couple of other people with Wofford connections, Tim Johnson, uh, James Madison being one of them. They talked to Mike Young's other assistants as well about the job. Some are joining him uh, in Virginia Tech, and we're also efforting a chance to talk to Mike Young as well. Within the next couple of weeks or so, they're they're kind of holding him back from doing media interviews over the course of the next couple of weeks, as I'm sure he has to uh, kind of get yourself, conf- uh, get, get, get yourself uh, situated, acclimated, also probably has to look at look after some recruits and all these types of things that don't you want do. to go on any rogue programs like ours. You know, well, no, I don't think it's more of that. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he was the first guest on this program. His first guest on this program. I, I'm messing with you. By the way, loved his work in Quantum Leap. Jay McCauley? No, 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 Coach. Uh, oh, Mike Young. Yeah, did you see my tweet on that? I did not. Oh, uh, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth your time. It's very much. Uh, what were your thoughts on what we saw about an hour to our south in the, the land on Washington Avenue the, uh, uh, b- behind Willy Wonka's cage? Wow. Um, for the first time in a long time, Tiger looked like the best golfer in the world. And he, he had the right attitude. Now, he got some help along the way. True. But he he was throwing lawn darts, man. I don't know if you're familiar with lawn darts. I'm, a, I'm aware of the phrase. They're, uh, well, they're, they're banned now. Yeah. They were dangerous. Yes. And Tiger was dangerous on, on Sunday. Is this Quantum Leap tweet on the Clemson Sports Talk I can't, You feed? know, I can't remember. Yeah, somewhere in there. I'll dig it up for I you. I can't find it. I, I've got it in my... I'll I, dig it up. I can't for the life of me find it. But it's okay. It's great to see you, by the way. Yeah, I, didn't think you, I, I didn't think I'd get to see you. I didn't think you'd make it out of Atlanta. I forget those Braves fans are a rough group. Well, I know, know a couple. Lowell, Rob. I don't. I don't know if if it was a if it was done via prank or if they saw the South Carolina Palmetto Moon on my car, but somehow, some way, car trouble befell me, and uh, extended my stay in Atlanta beyond what I thought it was going to be. 
It took a rogue mechanic, a C-note, and a little bit of New York flair to get me out of Atlanta. <laughs> Is that right? But I'm here, and I'll get into more of, of how that all happened when we continue the SC Sports Show. 866-640-9478 is how you get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SC Sports Show. Also on Periscope, didn't mean to forget y'all who are watching on a video. The head coach, the new head coach of the Wofford Terriers and a first-time head coach at that, Jay McCauley, will join us next when we return on SC Sports South Carolina Radio Network. Braves fans, too, around here got all very chesty about the fact that they won the final two games of the series, and yet they completely neglected the fact that they won the, 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 the Mets won the first two. It's almost as if they, they feel like a split means they won the, the whole darn World Series or something. They were – the Mets were cycling out. Oh, is that it? Oh. Braves cycling in. Oh, oh, I see. Is that is that how that works? Yes. Well, cycling in is our next guest, and I, I'd love to, to be the person who sits here as the soothsayer and says that he called this one, but in reality, all the credit needs to go to the man who is on our SC Sports Line next, the new head coach of the Wofford men's basketball team, Jay McCauley. Jay, I remember sitting in the beacon with you, and I told you that you were going to be a head basketball coach sometime soon. I just had no idea it was going to be, like, next season. Congratulations. <laughs> How are you? Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm doing fantastic, as you can imagine. And uh, just been an incredible week. Um, a lot of ups and downs, obviously, with uh, my mentor leaving Wofford and, and, and our ties with him and how much he's meant to this place. Uh, but obviously a new opportunity, a new chapter to write moving forward. I couldn't be more, uh, more excited about leading this program. What does it mean to you? that this opportunity comes with this group and this college? You know, Wofford's home for me. Um, it was my first stop out of college uh, after getting done playing at Georgia. And to come back here two years ago, it was an easy decision with my family and I to join, join Wofford again. And now to be able to not move <laughs> uh, is, is very – very awesome for my family, but also to be here again in a new new position and obviously be with great people, guys that we've recruited, guys that are returning. We got a lot of guys returning from last year's uh, team. I couldn't be I couldn't be more excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jay, I think about the longevity of the coaches in that program with Coach Young and Coach Johnson before him. I, I kind of equate it maybe to what we've seen over at Clemson with. Uh, Jack Leggett, and before him, Bill Wilhelm, and now, you know, Monty sure. Lee stepping in. What's that like for you to know that you're stepping into a job not only is in a great spot, but that comes with what would seem to be an ample amount of security if you do well? I mean, it's it's reassuring, but again, it goes back to the people here and how connected people are on campus and in this community. They want to see Wofford do well. They They, they know who's a Wofford-type guy, and I think that's why – 
you know, I fit, and I think that's why people are, are really supportive of that. And I think moving forward, as long as we can continue to compete for, for banners and championships, you know, I've got a, I've got a pretty good situation here. Uh, just because everybody here loves Wofford. They're, they're Wofford crazies around here, especially after last year. So it's good to be in a situation that's healthy and supportive. Uh, but obviously it's, it's a huge job and a huge undertaking that I don't take lightly. New Wofford men's basketball coach Jay McCauley joins us here on SC Sports South Carolina Radio Network. He takes over for, again, his predecessor Mike Young and his mentor who is now at Virginia Tech. And I know when we spoke on the day that, that Coach Young departed, uh, I asked you if you were changing zip codes, and you said, I want to go after the big gig. Uh, what, yeah. ma what made you think that the timing was right for you not only to pursue this but to uh, at least come now full circle to become a head coach in men's college basketball. Guys, I've been preparing to be a head coach since I stopped playing. I've always wanted to lead men and, you know, develop and mentor. And, and this is what I wanted to do. And I've just been so fortunate to be with Coach Young, Coach Holtman, Coach Medved, my former coaches in, uh, in, uh, in college, Coach Herrick, who's a legend, and Coach Felton just reached out to me today. I mean, everyone I've been around – has won and to be around winners you pick up a thing or two along the way and hopefully I can instill that here but it was just the right timing for me you know you got to get extremely lucky guys this is hard man it's hard to get any division one job it's hard to get a head job anywhere and to be able to get this opportunity with this team after the year we just have I mean it's it's a it's a dream come true it really is you mentioned the coaches that you'd been around throughout your career and then throughout your coaching tenures as well. What's one thing that you will definitely take away from Coach Young as you uh, continue this run at Wofford? I used to call Coach Young the magician. Uh, that guy is incredible with people and pushing the right buttons. So I think for me, you know, what, what he was able to do as far as putting a team together and making everybody believe in the mission and the culture is something I'll take the most from him. Um, and the way he did it was not complicated. He was just himself. He's a regular guy that cares about people and he does things in a first-class way. And I want to do that. You know, I've been around programs where it's way more serious and you know, disciplinarian type style. Right. Uh, I'm an edgy guy. I'm a competitive guy, but I've also seen Coach Young do some pretty amazing things by just being a good dude. And uh, he's a heck of a ball coach, too. I picked up quite a bit from him on that. You know, Jay, it's uh, – it's, I, I mean, the cupboard's not bare, but you do you lose a pretty awesome shooter, a great postman, and, and obviously some senior leadership. But – there are some pieces that come back for you that are going to be very, very strong, and obviously a standard's been set. How do you add around that, and what do you add around that in order to make sure that that standard is upheld in not only your first year but in the continuation of trying to build this program up? Yeah, well, my stomach just dropped when you reminded me we're losing 4,500 points and 1,500 rebounds. That's, uh, that's tough. But uh, excited for those guys. They're going to have a chance to go play overseas, and Fletcher's going to have a chance to be a second-rounder. The Knicks and a couple of teams have come in already. I feel pretty good about that. But, 
you know, those type of players attract other good players. And people want to be a part of Wofford, the brand, the program right now, the best it's ever been. And we've got 10 returners. Nathan Hoover, I think, was top 10 in the country in three-point percentage. He shot 47%. And Storm Murphy was right around that as well. Keve Aluma, Chavez Goodwin, their development over the last year. I mean, we've got the pieces to really make a push at this thing. And we'll have to hit the ground running, recruiting again. Um, and we look forward to doing that and closing out our 19 class and then heading into 2020 with some really good momentum. So you're absolutely right. We've got some, we got some talent coming back, but uh, it's time to write a new chapter. This is a new team. We're going to have to do some things to, to be different a little bit than last year's team just for what we're losing, but uh, certainly up for the challenge. Yeah, I haven't bought a Knicks jersey since Stephon Marbury was there. <laughs> But I'd buy a Fletcher McGee Nick jersey. It'd go very nice next to the uh, the Wofford shooting top you promised me back in the spring. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, he's going to find his way on an NBA roster one way or the other. That that guy is driven, and we've got a bunch of uncommon-type people in our locker room like him. So I'm looking forward to seeing seeing where he ends up. Coach, one thing that's sort of been interesting for me to watch since my 20 years ago coming out of college is – how much the game has become so perimeter-oriented and perimeter-heavy. And I know that was a, a big part of what you guys did. Has that been, in in your time, the great equalizer in the sport for maybe the smaller schools without the big, you know, huge players and, and things of that nature? That's a great question. There's no doubt that spacing and shooting and, and the three-point shot is a huge deal. We were second in the country in three-point percentage. No question that's a big component. But to be honest with you, the thing I'm most proud of is we finished top 20 in the country in overall rebounding. And we actually had some size that, that limited teams to one one shot and one and done, we call it here. Um, not the recruiting. We don't have those here. <laughs> but uh, Defensively, one and done type of possessions so that we could get out, we could run, we could space the floor and hit teams with our three-point shots, which are pretty lethal. And we like to recruit shooters. I had an, uh, a friend of mine, uh, a mentor, tell me one more, one time, and I love it, if they can't shoot, don't recruit. And that's kind of what we do around here. And instincts go into play there, but the, the shooting aspect, you're absolutely right. That's changed the game. Jay, I'm happy as heck for you. I uh... – can't tell you how happy I am. Uh, I popped some champagne for you last night before Game of Thrones. <laughs> so uh, Heck yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with this job. And uh, just just don't screw up. That's just, that's my only thing. Just don't screw it up. You know, someone else told me that a couple minutes ago. It was my wife. So <laughs> Good luck, I Coach. Glad, I'm glad we are of one mind. Congratulations, bud. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. That's Jay McCauley. Fantastic. No, it's great. It's great to see friends get gigs, man. That's a good dude, and I think he'll do fantastic. I'm just giving him some, giving him some hack. No, he'll do. Good. He'll do well. He'll do well. They got a great. It's established, and I they mean, got a, and they got a formula, and and he knows it about as well as anybody does. We'll come back. We'll analyze that. We'll uh, get back into the Masters. Bad baseball weekend for the locals too. We'll come back in next.
646-264-0947 is how you get in touch with us. We'll talk Masters. We'll talk about the baseball. I, I didn't see you the whole weekend, so and I didn't see you Friday. So, like, uh, I'm happy that that little scare uh, at the end of Thursday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's show with Frank Martin didn't uh, didn't come to fruition. Oof. That was... You want to talk about a bullet dodge? Well, yeah, and, and not to mention that, <laughs> I think once the news finally came that he was staying, it that was maybe... 20 minutes into this show, maybe Lowell said, Hey, Swanee, here's some, you know, breaking news on that front. It's kind of just starting to yeah, come out. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you could, it was palpable. You could feel like the, the Columbia area and Gamecock nation in general, breathing a bit easier because mm. hate him, love him, whatever, however you feel about Frank Martin, it's the best thing that's happened for South Carolina basketball in a long time. And him, if you him, lose him, him, him being here or him staying, I'm kidding. Maybe a little I'm, both. I'm if you kidding. lose him, you clearly backstep, uh, right? That's true. You do take a backstep, and I and, and you don't want that. This is these are not programs. Like y- you and I can both talk about, and the fans can talk about Brad Brownell, fire the coach, hire the coach, get a new guy, whatever. Right. The reality will is the wrong hire, and and you're going backwards even right. further. And, and so it's like, uh, what do you do? It's mm. it's you know what it's like. It's like when an NFL team has to reset with a quarterback and you have to like, you know, when fans want, you know, like I think a lot of this about the New York Giants, people want to reset and say, you know, the heck with Eli Manning, let's restart with Dwayne Haskins. And a lot of that, a lot of that can be correlated to, to how college basketball coaches are, because here's the thing, fans want results yesterday and it takes a long time to build a program outside of the blue bloods. It really does. And and I know that, uh, and and to, and to bring this back to to our conversation with Brad Brownell Thursday, which by the way, if you missed it, it was great. It was great. Uh, it's on our podcast section at iHeartRadio's app. iHeartRadio app is the best place to get not just our show live, but also our uh, our podcasted segments as well as full shows. iHeartRadio app, just search SC Sports Show or wherever podcasts you get them. Just search SC Sports Show. Um, but it seemed to me that you told me you had some people who came and kind of gave you a little, I don't want to say backlash, but they were almost mad that, that we came out of that a little bit more favorable towards him than than obviously the popular opinion is. Yeah, it, I, I think for a lot of people it still boils down to well, t- nearly 10 years and two appearances, one of which happened this first year. The other thing, too. And he said this in our interview. He said, you know, we beat the teams we were supposed to beat. That but didn't, fit, that didn't two, sit well with people. Two, two things. One, did they? No. And number two, and I said this on Clemson Sports Talk earlier today, Lowell and I were t- touching on this. If Clemson football will only beat the teams they were supposed to beat, mm-hmm. Dabo Sweeney wouldn't have any national championships. Because they, they weren't supposed to beat Alabama either time they beat them. Amongst the assertion that the program is fine, Brownell said this on our show last week. Well, I think we're, you know, I think it's, it's what are you looking at? Are you looking at one season? Or are you looking at 
what we've done the last couple years? Are you looking at also graduating players? Are you also looking at nobody in the FBI coming down to Clemson and checking out us for NCAA violations when there's a lot of that going on? There's a lot of different ways to look at it. Right. Um, you know, we're doing we're doing a lot of great things in Clemson basketball. If, if it's, you know, if missing the NCAA tournament by one game is, you know, a really, really bad year, then the program's, you know, really changed. Um, we obviously wanted to make the tournament, and, and we're disappointed we didn't. And in some ways, the season was a little bit of a disappointment. I'm not going to lie or, or shy away from that, but yeah. I'm not going to apologize for what our guys are doing, what our staff's doing, how hard we're working. Uh, the kind of young men that we're putting out into society and, and what our players are doing. I mean, we don't talk a lot about some of the difficulties that come with each season. I mean, Shelton Mitchell played hurt all year, and that was a big factor in us maybe not being quite as good as what we were projected to be when we hoped he'd be healthy. And, um, you know, that that's just part of basketball. Sometimes you have some seasons where the close games don't go your way as often, and, and we've got to do a better job of figuring out a way to make those go our way more often than not. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I understand we have a lot of holes to fill. I think college basketball is very cyclical at most programs, unless you have the elite job in your league, unless you have two or three of the elite jobs in a high major conference, it's very cyclical, uh, and hard to be, uh, an NCAA tournament team every year. And, uh, you know, I think South Carolina and Clemson are both examples of that where, Frank and I, we've done a good job and had some really good teams and good seasons, but there's going to be a year or two where maybe we're, we're still building back. And, uh, you know, I think we're both fighting that and, and uh, are coaching it really hard. But, uh, you know, our team next year, we'll see how we do. If we, we land a couple of good players. Yeah. These guys come together. I think we have a chance to, to be a tournament team next year, just like a lot of teams. But a lot of things have to go really well. And, we're going to continue to make sure they go well off the court with how our guys are performing in the classroom, what they do in the community, and kind of young men we bring in our program. That's uh, Brad Brownell from uh, last week's program here on SC Sports. Um, I I just I noticed this listening back to this again. I don't think there are in the South Carolina Clemson duality, if you will. Yeah, I don't think any two coaches talk about each other in either a complimentary sense or in a almost commingling sense, like. Brad Brownell it, and it, Frank Brown. Isn't that strange? Because Frank talks about Brad all the time. He's mentioned this on multiple occasions. Oh, they they get no credit for playing us. We get no credit for playing them. They they're in such similar circumstances. They are. They're they are in. I, I, well, ba- the SEC isn't a basketball rich league, but it's a league that's on the rise, and they are unfortunately not part of that rise. Clemson is in the most elite basketball conference in the country and they can't do better than the occasional bounce to somewhat of the upper middle yeah it's there's so much to digest there because if you ask some people if you said hey would you want to win but have problems in your program guys getting kicked off for you know in whatever armed robberies and and stuff like, is is it worth winning basketball games for that? I like to believe that people would say no. I like to believe that that it is not worth it to to deal with some of the stuff that these schools have dealt with. And I think at Clemson specifically, I could say that because of the way you see Sweeney doing it, 
I think people are okay with that, but they still want to win. Like that's the one difference. If if Sweeney's not winning right now, I would venture to guess people don't care about the the culture. Right. Winning winning helps people go. Say, yeah, and they're good. Well, that's the thing. Like that's, and they're good I, kids. That's the thing that that people I don't I don't ever understand about the Frank Martin thing because people talk about Frank Martin. Oh, he's loud. Oh, he's obnoxious. So oh, he berates refs. So oh, he berates kids. Oh, why we we can't get anybody to come here because Frank is so tough a coach. Listen, he wasn't too tough for Cinderius Thornwell. He wasn't too tough for PJ Dozier. He wasn't too tough for Mount Carrera. He wasn't too tough for Dennis Clemente. He wasn't too tough for Jacob Poland. He wasn't too tough when he took the team to the first Final Four in the school history and got to your first tournament win in forty years. Years. So he wasn't too he wasn't too tough on his kids then. Winning cures everything. Now I understand that you want winning yesterday, but I'm telling you, and again, I don't want I don't mean to sound hypocritical in saying this. What Brad Brownell said earlier last week and what Frank Martin said on our program, both interviews we did last week, both who were very great and candid who came on our program last week and spoke the truth to us, doesn't change the end result from last year. It was disappointing for both programs. Clemson probably more specifically because of the fact that they were expected more out of because more was coming back. A lot of people knew that the program for South Carolina was a rebuild going in, but they played very well in the conference season. Yeah, I would say they overachieved in conference. That being said, all that being said, it does not change that this upcoming season is not absolutely critical for both programs. It's probably more critical for Brownell because of what is coming back. I think for Frank Martin, if they don't make the tournament, you have reason to be very upset next year. If Brownell doesn't make the tournament, maybe we're having a different discussion in this time next year. Yeah. But be that as it may, these aren't easy chops. Either of them. What emotions evoked from you while watching the Tiger Roar return at Augusta? That comes your way next on SC Sports. It is SC Sports, South Carolina Radio Network, where Lowell and... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Both realize that today is Jack Robinson Day. Yeah. In, in, inadvertently. Yeah. You said you were talking about it on, on your other show and, and... Just stumbled into the fact. Yeah. yeah. You, were, you, you, you hadn't seen anything on the... Because literally everything on the internet over over the last two days has been about Jackie Robinson. Not a thing. Yes. I don't, li- I don't live in the internet bubble. See, I do. I, 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 I drown in it. I like... You do know that the Cathedral of Notre Dame and yes. Paris call on fire, yes. right? Yes, you I did. That, that didn't interfere with your Jackie Robinson research did today? Not, did not. You did see that. Okay. Although good. I didn't see it until literally walking into the door about an hour ago. By the way, I've only been in Columbia for about 49 you minutes, You need to folks. get out of your sports bubble. 
You need to come on into the world bubble. I'm in the world bubble. I watch The Bachelor. I watch Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm don't, all over don't it. even say one thing about Game of Thrones. I will chop I would, you in the throat. I wouldn't if you mention, even be able to tell you. I, if you mention one thing about it, I wouldn't even be you. able to tell you anything. I so you know what I did. <laughs> Again, this is a you watched it already. No, th- well, this is a situation where someone very close to me in my life is a Game of Thrones fan, and I am very much not. But I've I've made the, I've I've given. I'm done here. I've given I've given it the college try. Yeah. To you know make it happen, try to make it work. I've watched maybe up to now maybe like twenty episodes. Okay. In order or just random? No, just random. Well, oh. I've watched the whole first season, and then I've and then I've watched several key episodes. Okay. And then I watched like a sixteen and a half minute recap that was done by some website that was like. This is seasons one through seven. This is like a season one through seven. It's the cliff notes. This is the cliff notes. That's what I needed. Because I feel like, I feel like the whole Game of Thrones thing is like, literally trying to force yourself to eat a, you know, eat five meals at once here, right now. Here, here's what I had to do finally watching it because it is it is a good show. I need to take notes while I'm but watching it. But it is the most convoluted. It's stupid. I had to print off a family tree. That's exactly what you needed. I to had do. A, a a family tree about yay big. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. Yeah. But I, I I go okay. Hold up. That that's her second cousin once removed. I had no idea they were related. Yes, I printed off the family tree. Yeah, you are a nerd. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> I'm I'm uh. Again, I watched last night. I wouldn't even be able to tell you anything of consequence. Thank you because. I'm just that on the outside. That's all right. You could you know, you could even go so far as to call me a, a white walker. Ah, ah, there he is. See, see. Yeah, I worked on you on the outside. You know, it was around Washington Avenue in Augusta, and I came up with that joke, and it felt like I was using it on the air today. So there you go. If I could just time it up right. You know, sometimes sometimes all the jokes are unscripted. Today they are very much scripted because I had a lot of time. I. Again, for those of you who, I guess no one would know because I really didn't say anything to anybody, but I, I was out of town over uh, Friday. I wasn't on the show. You did a fantastic job filling in for me. Thank I listen, you. listened to it and everything. So uh, got back from Atlanta, like, again, about an hour ago because I had an issue with my car, a cracked rim, that the company, I guess, that I, 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 I do like anybody does when you get a flat tire. You go and you take it to the tire place and say, hey, fix the tire. And they tried to fix the tire. They said, oh, well, your your rim's cracked. And I was like, okay, so I have to keep it here overnight. We're going to have to send out for it and have it fixed or whatever. And I said, okay, fine, whatever. So I leave. I figure if I left, left today, I'd be fine, come back, do the show on time. I call up. They're like, oh, we have to send this to North Georgia, this rim. We have to send it to North Georgia, and it won't be back until tomorrow. And I said, no way, Jose. I got a radio show. I got to do TV tonight. I, 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 girls got meetings in the morning. I mean, I can't can't do it. Can't do it. So I had to get a tow. From one tire place to a wheel repair place, <laughs> go see a rogue mechanic. You love this. I call him up and it's like, "Hey, can you fix?" This? He's like, "Yeah, I'll take maybe about thirty, forty-five minutes." I'm like, "Perfect." I get there. There's like four guys in front of me, and I say, "Look, I got to get out of here like yesterday. What will it take to get me to the front of the line?" He's like, hundred dollars," and I said. <laughs> Done. New York flair. That's what I told you. That's <laughs> how. That's how. That's how business gets done. I I had a similar car 
thing this weekend. Yeah, I was say you had a blower. What issue. kind of tall? What kind of tall? What kind of time do we have here? We have. Uh, we've got time. All right, I'm gonna give you the uh, clip notes. Yes. So the, the, like AC I, like blo- I AC blower goes out the other week. Oh yeah. I hate so that. I'm like, I'm the guy that's gonna fix his own car. It's 2014 maximum. I'm gonna fix my own car. That's a terrible idea. So I I I I dive into that. Well, all, how, many, how many YouTube videos did that take you? Not There's none out there for it. I've actually figured it out on my own. Okay. Okay. So, but I get everything taken apart. Well, I am also planning today to get new tires put on the car because I need new tires. Mm. I got one that keeps going flat. Mm. The compressor, air compressor, is in the trunk just in case something happens while I'm traveling. I can fill it up real quick. Smart. Slow leak. Uh, Except for today before I go to the car appointment. Uh, Guess what you can't open when your dashboard's disassembled on a uh, 2014 Maxima? The trunk. Ah. So I got a flat tire. Can't get in the trunk. I have to reassemble the dash. Get the yeah, mm, fill up the yeah, and then when I get there, two forty five, forty eight nineteens. Mm, they order two forty five, forty five nineteens. So, oh, I no, literally had the similar no problem. No tires. I had the similar problem. Gotta wait another day. There must be something in the water because somebody I knew hit a car this weekend. Another person got a got a, tr- a tree down at their house that got in their driveway, blocked them in the garage. I mean, there's. Mercury must be in retrograde or something because I swear there's some crazy crap happening. I mean, Tiger Woods won a golf tournament, folks. Yes, first time since the iPhone. Think about that. I mean, I mean, what is going on in the world? Well, the Masters. The Masters. Yes. A tradition unlike any other. Something we didn't think we'd ever see in our lifetime. Again. The oldest guy to win it. Was Jack since Jack Nicholas though, like he's older than he, Angel Cabrera when Cabrera won it ten years and, ago, and and he didn't and Angel Cabrera didn't look nearly as fit as Tiger no. did. If you'd asked me how old was, <laughs> how old was Angel when he won it, I would have said short of death. Angel <laughs> Cabrera's sitting out there on sixteen, sizing up the far three, choking on a heater. I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Tiger's out there all svelte in the red mock, which, by the way, he's like the only person who ever Uh. made that ever look good. You know how many many people went out and bought those red mocks after he won his first tournament? Like like I had one. Everybody bought one. uh, Here's here's the thing I didn't like, and I told this, I saw this before while while you were in, in, uh, in between. Why did people take to the the streets yesterday trying to be like, oh, well, this still doesn't make him a good person. Oh, well, this is, still doesn't make him he's not a cheater and a woman hater and a... And a, and a I, like, come on, man. That's not about... T- like, don't do that I've today. got so many different opinions on this because... We don't have that much time. Yeah, well... You can come back. Well, we will. I'll tell you another guy that sucks down heaters on the golf course. <laughs> Miguel Angel Jimenez. <laughs> Oh, no, he goes. He goes. He full goes cigars. Sto- he goes full stogie, man. That's <laughs> legit. That's that's that's. How a, do they? How that's they hide that on TV? What's that? It's like hiding tattoos in movies. Well, you know, you know, Keith Hernandez used to do that in the, in the dugout too. In between, in between rails. Really? <laughs> oh yes. You used to see him come out of the clubhouse. You could see a little puff of smoke coming up. God. He said he, he said he changed, smoked about a pack third game six. Life comes at you fast, especially <laughs> if you're a sports fan or athlete. We, you know, Jimmy Leland used to do it too. 
on uh, the old manager of the uh, Pirates, Tigers, and others? Used to do it? You could do it in the bullpen then, I think. Could he do it in the bullpen? No. I mean, not the bullpen, in the in dugout? The, in the, in the, well, in the club, not in the, not in the dugout. You got you to gotta sneak in the clubhouse. And really? Man. Different time. Can you imagine if they were smoking in the field? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bad... Deep, deep fly ball guy <laughs> flicks his cigarette down to the turf. Uh, we're setting a terrible example. Is SC Sports... Carolina Radio Network. We'll come back where we hash some of this. If you missed our interview with Jay McCauley, we'll play back some of that for you as well as we come back here on SC Sports. Walton Swan with Logic here, South Carolina Radio Network. From all across the Palmetto State, this is the SC Sports Show on the South Carolina. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio Network. To be part of the show, call 866-640-9478 or connect with us at SC Sports Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now your hosts, Lawton Swan and Will Pelagic. It is SC Sports, South Carolina Radio Network. Hour 2 on a Monday, the 15th day of April 2019. Along with Lawton Swan, I am Will Pelagic. It is my sister, Frances Pelagic's birthday. Happy birthday to Frances. Happy birthday, Frances. Fantastic One day. of 39 Pelagics in the world. 49. Don't, don't shortchange me. Is to, she the only 10. one celebrating today, or she's, do we have a dual birthday? She's the only one. We have three in the month of April alone. Myself, my cousin James, and and my sister. April, big month. My parents got married on in April as well. April is huge in the fam. <laughs> huge. <laughs> A lot has happened so far today. Uh, we talked to the old or the new the new Wofford basketball coach Jay McCauley. We'll hear some of his comments if you missed him in the opening hour of the program. Zion Williamson's going to the NBA draft, as are Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter. But thought maybe thought of maybe Kyle Guy would have tested the waters, but uh, I guess Guy is going to stick around. I you know I was shocked that it took this long to hear anything about Zion. Honestly, I thought He's kind of surprised been, Zion didn't announce it from the locker room after they got knocked out of the tournament. Interesting. And then they asked him at the you know the ESPN awards or whatever it was the other day, the college basketball awards, put him on the spot. Hey, you know he's like, huh, kind of keeping his options open. Guy uh, has not hired the agent is, is the deal. So he's he's also exploring as well as Hunter. Uh, but, uh, again, uh, Jerome looks like he is good as gone. Uh, we were talking a little bit about, uh, about – well, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's do the Jay McCauley right now here as uh, the new head coach of Wofford joining us on the program earlier in the opening hour of the program. I asked him – why he thinks he is ready for this opening and this job at Wofford right now. Guys, I've been preparing to be a head coach since I stopped playing. I've always wanted to lead men, and 
you know, develop and mentor. And, and this is what I wanted to do. And I've just been so fortunate to be with Coach Young, Coach Holtman, Coach Medved, my former coaches in, uh, in, uh, in college, Coach Herrick, who's a legend, and Coach Felton just reached out to me today. I mean, everyone I've been around has won. And to be around winners, you pick up a thing or two along the way. And hopefully I can instill that here. But it was just the right timing for me. You know, you got to get extremely lucky, guys. This is hard, man. It's hard to get any Division One job. It's hard to get a head job anywhere. And to be able to get this opportunity with this team after the year we just have, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a dream come true. It really is. It's his second stint at Wofford. Uh, he spent the last two seasons as the associate head coach of the Terriers. This was the first program he uh, was with. When he got out of college, he played his collegiate basketball at Georgia. Has also been at Gardner Webb. Uh, plenty of experience, and again, as uh, Richard Johnson said, not just in his prepared statements uh, earlier today, but also in the initial release, uh, Wofford fit was not a criteria. It wasn't something that they said was immediate that they absolutely needed, but it is something that uh, that they valued very greatly. And and you said something. I can't remember if it was on air or during break, but. He's taking on this program about the best time that you could take this program's job. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's ever been a better time, especially if you consider the buzz that was around this team this year. Like, I, I don't know in any time in my life, being 42, that Walford basketball was as discussed as a viable Sweet 16 team, a team that could make a run to the Sweet 16, um, as they were this year. And I, I think that... That in and of itself, and then the way they played mm. and the the mark that they made. Look, I, I'm not trying to insinuate that they'll go on and become a Gonzaga that's a perennial team in the NCAA tournament and works their way to being a number one seed. But you can't – I don't think it's even an argument that it is the best situation that any coach has ever stepped into taking over that program. Not only that, but – the last two seasons have bought them the kind of publicity that you can't pay for from the upset of North Carolina. Yeah. Something Clemson's never In done. In Chapel by, Hill, by the way. Something, something Clemson's never done, by the way. Uh, sorry. Didn't mean to. True. Didn't mean to stake that. Sorry. Um, but no, that plus the run to this year, you beat the big in-state program of South Carolina and you beat them bad in their building. And it wasn't even looked at as an upset. It wasn't even close. So from that perspective, it's like, okay, you are right now. And I, you know, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn saying you are the best basketball program in this state. Maybe the. What right I just, what did, what did I just say? I said, I said, I said one of. I, I no, said maybe I, no, the no, best. No, no, no. That's what I was saying. I said, I said, I said well, maybe the best basketball program. Oh in the state. yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And. You know the other thing too, where name name me a better one right now. Name me a, name me a program you'd rather be coaching right now. You'd rather be coaching Clemson or what, South no, Carolina, but w would you? Yeah, paychecks. Are we talked we t we talked about the we talked about this when it comes to the path path to the NCAA tournament. Win the SoCon. Guess what? You're stacked right now amongst the SoCon. Where you I can get to the dance. If you can get to the dance, guess what? You go on a run, anything can happen. Well, I think it's great, and the reason that it can work is because of the numbers. And you don't have to have 
what I mean by that is we're talking about a sport you have to have five players. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go out and you know, have 22 guys like you do in football. Right. You go out and get three or four shooters, a couple of guys that can rebound. You get about seven guys on your campus that can really play ball. <laughs> and and here's the thing that you can win. Here's the thing that at those programs it's easier to do. It's easier to I don't want to say it's easier to keep guys because you know you sometimes you can get a generational talent who will play a couple of years and then move on to a program that's better. Yeah, most of you guys are four year guys. Most of your guys are four year guys and they know how to win by the time they get done there. And you're not having to turn over an entire roster like Brad has to do or like Frank had to do the last couple of years. I mean, think about think about what Martin had to re- had to walk into after the final four year he lost thornwell he lost dwayne notice he lost dozier who he didn't think he was going to lose him he lost felder he's looking he's looking around he's got he's got silva over on one side he's got kotsar who we thought was going to be good and ended up being ended up kind of tanking you had a sonny gravit who was asked to play out of position for a year you get two project big men who turned out to be duds. You have Felipe Hase, who was greener than the grass outside. And you had a situation involving just these grad transfers with nothing more than Band-Aids. So, yeah, I'd rather si- I'd rather be in a situation where I know I got three, four-year guys, and I just got to get one or two or three a year to where I can say, okay, I can develop these guys and turn them into something where I just I go win the SOCON I get in the dance, I make some noise. Yeah, I'd actually rather be at that position. And oh, by the way, I had to play in the SEC or the ACC. Yeah, hard pass at these programs. It's not stupid when you think about it. You start to think about it, and you start to say, you know what, William, I'm going to be right. I can see the wheels. We see the wheels turning in Swanee's brain right now. <laughs> you may be on to something. 866-640-9478. This is SEC Sports. So I will Pelagia here on a gorgeous Monday evening in the Midlands of South Carolina or wherever you are listening to us on the South Carolina Radio Network or on the iHeart Radio application. Yesterday it was early because of the weather and they played with three-man teams over at Augusta National. Uh, three-man, I guess, groups. But Tiger Woods stands tall back on top of golf and incredibly there is something about him that just draws people in i i i i thought about this earlier i think some of it's the name i really do i i really think that the just the, the, the singular name the nickname tiger name? Yeah. right like i mean tiger you say tiger's in it and once you hit that i think that'd be the case singularity i mean if it was eldrick right. maybe he's not quite well, they, as, they would say woods I'd say Woods. You know, but I, I think that helps. But, man, was was it no. fun to see him playing at that level again? Because we have not seen that in a long time. I, I touched on this a little bit earlier, and he just made golf look cool. Like, that's what it was. Like, golf, when we were growing up, like, and I, I, I say we because I, I'm a little bit, younger than you so i i watched tiger 
as a youth more than than you were a youth. Yes, you were, he's you were, a, he's he's about my age. You, you were you were in college watching Tiger. Right, he's a year older than me when he was um, rising in prominence, and I was a kid. But I'm saying like, go- golf was the thing that your dad did to get away from mom for kids. <laughs> right. I guess you could say. Probably to get away from kids. I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to get away from kids as well. Kids, Let's kids, just be honest yeah, well, here. Well, well, that was never the problem in my house. I don't think. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm not trying to sit here and, and impugn my father or, yeah. or my parents or anything Mr. Like I that. don't self-gloss. My family loves me. What I'm saying, go- golf was looked at as this kind of forbidden, I don't want to say forbidden, but it was, it was, an, it was an escape. It was a, like a fraternity. It was an escape. It was fraternity. It was something that. Just generally wasn't really talked about. It was this. It was this ruffian, ornate, just different thing. But he made golf cool for kids. He was really the first young person's golf ambassador, if you will. And now, all of us who watched him grow up while we were kids are now watching him while fully grown and on this comeback, and I think that's part of it. Now, granted, that doesn't mean he can't transcend all the generations, but I'm just saying the reason, part of the reason I think most of the people who I know started playing golf was because of Tiger, and this is not a, a African-American thing. This is not, a, this is not a, a race thing. This is just the fact that he was so young and made golf look so cool and so effortless that not only did he he cause you to start playing golf, but he caused you to watch him any time he was ever in contention. Well, he also didn't look like everybody else, and this, to me, goes back to his physical appearance. He worked out. Uh, a lot of these guys at that time, you know, the Craig Stadlers of the world, yes. they were, you know, a little overweight, a little beer belly, a little this, a little that. And, and here comes this kid that is young. You can tell he works out. Uh, so much so, I'm telling you, it put pressure on guys like Phil Mickelson to change their look because so, golf was maybe seen. We were joking earlier about guys that had cigarettes on the course. Yeah. It was a sport where, you know, you might, you're certainly going to have a drink. You're certainly going to, and I'm not telling you Tiger Woods does not do that, mm-hmm. but. He also brought a health and fitness aspect well, to the game that we had never so seen. So it's funny. I was watching. Uh, it's funny you mentioned. That. I was watching uh, Sunday around a bunch of women who don't typically watch golf. Not that, that these particular ones don't. Particularly right, watch right, right. I wasn't trying to make a, a statement. You're saying they're not connoisseurs they're, of the sport. They're not. And one of them made the comment that said. Uh, when did golfers start looking so fit? Right. And I said, I, I pointed at Tiger. I said, that guy, that guy <laughs> did it. That guy was the first. And they're looking at, they're looking at Brooks Kepka, and he's got his traps and lats going. And you got Molinari, who's who's trim and fit. And you got Tony Finau, who looks like oh, what's uh, what's the guy that wears the Puma gear? Ricky Fowler. Fowler. He's, he's trim and fit. You got uh. Everyone's sitting there saying, man, I would watch more golf with you. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? I'm like, that's not why I watch it. Yeah, right. right. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's the thing. It's like he made golf cool. 
he made golf more than just something that four guys go do in the weekend to get away from their families. I, I know that sounds so terrible to say, but I'm just saying, it, like, that's what golf, that's what people growing up thought golf was. Golf was a thing you did on business or you did to get away from your families. And now golf is something that looks cool. What's incredible to me about golf. Like, like that's why we have, that's why we have like top golfs now because of Tiger Woods. Because you can, you can bottle up some of the great stuff that golf does without even having the, the 18 hole four hour experience. Hey, what amazes me, and I, I think this is golf's fading a little bit in terms of people playing. Oh, yeah. Um, because, much like baseball, the time investment. Of course. You go out and play 18 holes of golf, you're out there four hours, mm. three and a half, four hours. Well, that's why I, I told you about I wasn't trying to make a free advertisement for Top Golf, but I mean, that's why people who, do that now. Who has time for that? Not many. Not many people do. I, I mean, I don't know what happened to our time, I don't know where it got. Sliced and diced. It's these, these things. Cell phones. These things have taken my time. Well, well, that and technology and Fortnite and all kinds of. Whoa! Now you may have hit something. All kinds of, all, all, all those, all those things. I had a big weekend on the sticks. You know, Netflix and that Ga- I, Game I will of Thrones. Say that now. That's the thing. Now, the fact that everything is at your fingertips in terms of everything's portable. It's on demand. Everything's portable when and you, you have to have it yesterday. When you had to lock in at seven o'clock to watch a show, you had to be there. Mm-hmm. Now you don't. So you, and go, you, could, well, you couldn't play golf at night either. So. Right. Um I'm feeling you. And and like I said, you know, it's not to say that it still isn't all those things for some people, because it is. But what I will say is that now, you have the generation of people who watched Tiger when he was 21, while I was, not to date myself, 10 or 11, and now it's like, okay, we play now, and we watch him now, and it's like, okay, watching him is like watching our childhood, and and it's very rare to have a career in sports last as long as his. I mean, think about that. He was 21 years old in 1997 when he won his first Masters, and he is 43 now. Who else do you know has had a 22-year span of time that they were on top of the world in their sport? Very few, far between, if at all. No, uh, Serena Williams is probably closing in on that. Ali... Maybe. George- Jerry Stackhouse just being in the league for as long. Or uh, Vince Carter, excuse me, yeah. just being in the league. No, I'm, I'm, talking, about on to- I'm talking about <laughs> being on top. I'm talking about being on top. Yeah, not many. Well, and that's the thing, you see, to see him return. And look, nobody's going to say, yeah, you know, I think the things that he did off the course are great. What surprised me was how many females were so excited to see him win again. Because for many years. Oh, it was it was verboten. There very down on Tiger. Well, there's still some that and are. I, and, and that's fine. If that's where they want to be, that's fine. I'm not, and I'm not saying it's wrong to feel that way, but I'm just, you know. it's a, It was amazing to me how many. I know those women at the front over in Augusta are church-going ladies, and they were roaring for Tiger yesterday. I was. It was a strange phenomenon. Yeah, yes, yesterday was not the day to 
harp on his past transgressions. Yesterday was the day to celebrate a redemption story. And I know that, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and say that I'm being fleeced by Augusta. There was part of me, though, thinking about it, sitting only about an hour or so away, when I saw the prices on the secondary market come up for that rescheduled Sunday round, they were around seven seventy. I thought about it. I thought about it, and then and then I tried to go out to my car, and the car was cracked rim. Couldn't 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 make it happen. I probably paid about what I no <laughs> I didn't pay that much, but I'm just saying it was part of me that thought about it. I wouldn't pay more than two hundred fifty bucks. Didn't we go into that earlier? We did. We did. That's about top of the mark for me it's, to see anything. It's a lot. There's a lot for anybody. That might be for two tickets. 866-640-9478. That is uh, SC Sports South Carolina Radio Network. Uh, Nick Saban kind of went a little bit off his rocker this weekend at the Alabama spring game. I don't know if if old Nick is, is going to be able to flex like this as much as he uh, used to. We'll explain when we come back. Lawton Swan, Wimpologic, this is SC Sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll take a call or two if we get them here down the stretch. Also, uh, watch on Periscope at SC Sports Show on Twitter. Also on Facebook and Instagram. And again, listen to the iHeart Radio app, not just to listen to us live, but also get us as well on the podcasted version of this program. Head coach of Alabama is a little salty there, Swanee. Yeah, he was. And, I, you know, it's weird. I, I saw on the SEC network earlier. They were talking about Alabama and their their spring game. And to have up there lost to Clemson by 26 points in the national titles, probably in his crawl and maybe in the crawl of the rest of Alabama nation. But uh, salty is the word, Will. This is a little bit of what he had to say. Who was he particularly talking about? I, I don't know who. I think just players in general. Um, you know, the media was asking about, how guys had performed and, you know, how this player was breaking out or whatever. And, and Saban didn't take too kind of that. You know, I'm only saying this right, because you all have a tendency to make somebody a star. Right? And when you do that, you create a problem for us as coaches. Do you understand that? All right, so can we just make sure we're just like it is what it is? And let's don't go down that road after one spring game. Maybe I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I'm gonna say something really crazy. Maybe if you let us see more than I don't know the first two or three periods of practice, or any practice, or a scrimmage, or anything 
outside of the spring game, maybe we wouldn't inflate guys like maybe South Carolina's Jay Urich or Tyson Pumachan or any. I'm just, I'm, this is not. This is not based towards Saban. This is not based towards McMuschamp. This is not based towards Davo Sweeney. Virtually every coach is missing the boat on a chance for free pub for their program. If you want to prevent this, then let us see something. Huh? It's The problem is not us. The problem is you and your paranoid schizophrenia that you get whenever somebody sees something that might be used as uh, some sort of competitive advantage. Guess what, Nick? Everyone's running the same stuff now. Nothing that you are running is proprietary. Everyone's copying everybody. Am I wrong? No, I think there's a lot of the same stuff out there. Everyone's running the same stuff, especially in the NFL. You know what they do in the NFL? They invite actual fans to their practices. Everyone can see everything. And you know what? Belichick doesn't care. Bill O'Brien doesn't care. Ron Rivera doesn't care. They run whatever the heck they want to run because guess what? They know everybody knows everything about everybody else. And they don't care because the talent level is so evenly distributed that it doesn't matter. So what are we even talking about here, Nick? And he's got more talent than anybody. So what are you worried about? Show us practice. Then we won't elevate spring game superstars like you're mad about. This is an easy problem. I would I would take it a step further. Hearing that makes me believe that Clemson Rattled them? could blow right by them. Well, oh. if I'm a kid, why do I want to go play there? Why do you want to even go play there? What in that what in that moment is endearing to a, a student athlete? Some oh, of he's goes, standing he's standing uh, up for his guys, Swanee. He's standing up for his guys. Is he? Sounds to me like he's putting them down. Don't hype them up. Don't talk about how good they are. Don't yeah. When when you guys create a problem for me when you talk about that. It sounds like you can't control the That's egos. Foolish, man. I, I, I hate I I hate to brag on my alma mater, but a lot of this was done strategically. And again, I, I've told you this over the course of time. I have very, very disparate relationship with my alma mater. But you know what? You know what Barry Odom did after his program basically was hit with a potential postseason ban. He opened up practice. He opened up. Inter- he he said. At the beginning of practice, he said, every practice is fully open. You can come. You can watch as long as you want. I invite you to come. And after every practice, everyone's available. Coaches, players, coordinators, the water boy, everybody. And he even thanked people at their spring game this weekend for coming to practice. This is, by the way, where Kelly Bryant is now. Did you see who all was at the spring game to see Kelly Bryant? Mm Mm-hmm. Seven, eight Clemson guys. T. Higgins, Isaiah Simmons, uh, Cornell Powell. All, all the boys made a trip out to watch KB2 in the spring in Columbia, Missouri. Pretty impressive. 
And a lot of that, I think, had to do with the fact that people were getting excited about seeing him because they were able to be promoting him. And they love him up there, by the way. They love KB up there. He's like he's like a superstar. He's honestly, yeah. I don't want to say he's he's not the biggest recruit that Missouri's ever gotten because they had Doriel Green Beckham when he was number one player in the country. I remember it well. And a lot of people thought he was going to Arkansas. They had Sheldon Richardson, who was a pretty big deal back then. Not as much now. Alden Smith was big, but he is he's at least the most recognizable name to ever walk in to play there because he obviously now has skins in the game when it comes to college. So he has turned into a little mini celebrity up there. But again, they're not afraid of of seeing of of, of showing anything on tape involving him. I'll, I'll say this too. It's amazing how well it seems like it's going to work out for Kelly Bryant right now. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked good at Oklahoma spring game. It may it's, it's still early yet. I, I know. And some people say, yeah, that's against Oklahoma's defense, Swatty. True. Touche. Very true. Uh, and then Justin Fields looked good at, at Ohio State. This whole transfer deal. The portal pays off. <laughs> I got to get access to that portal. Someone, someone is going to let us into that portal, man. I'm surprised that five. I'm surprised at five points they haven't uh, opened up a new bar called the transfer portal. Dude, when you have something good, you keep that silent. <laughs> Where you go? I mean, I mean, you could probably go buy up half of those places right now. They're probably all closed. Some of most of them are closed now, aren't they? The transfer portal. Oof. I like it. <laughs> it beats the name of the bar I was going to come up with. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you off the air. Oh, oh, you're afraid someone's gonna use someone's gonna use this idea. Yeah, this proprietary idea. You know what? Your your, your idea. I'm the Nick Saban. Your idea is no ideas. more proprietary than Nick Saban's secrets. His secrets. We got. They got. got secrets. His secrets. The worst thing I ever saw when it came to spring. Yeah. Was the it was it was at Mizzou. I was covering Mizzou spring practice. It was a spring scrimmage or whatever. And only media were supposed to be allowed in. And there were these young ladies who were doing stadium steps. And G- Gary sent some Gary Pinkle sent somebody into the, into the stands to get him to stop running stadium steps because he was afraid. Really? Yeah. It's um, actually, actually happened. Can you so imagine? I'm just like, like, really? Can you imagine what Clemson would have done to Alabama in the national title had they been able to see Alabama's spring game? They'd have probably beat them by forty. <laughs> so stupid man <laughs> i've never understood these coaches what makes you think that what you're doing is so special that it can't be replicated in april in, a, in april like, seriously they've forgotten what this is actually but this is coach so- it's like they know all our plays spring game was open this year it's like it's like all of a sudden it's like you're gonna be tipping your plays in april next january when you're playing the national title game Sit. I mean, come on. Lighten up, Francis. I got a bone to pick with the Braves when I come back.
locks into SC Sports, the people show here on the South Carolina Radio Network. Final segment of the Monday edition. Where'd the time go, Willie? It went. It went. It went like Nick Saban's secrets. I was going to say, I hope nobody stole anything from us that'll take us down in the fall here during right. uh, today's right. episode. Right. I don't want anything proprietary getting out there. You know, we... we we try to keep our secrets uh, safe here on on the SC Sports Show. Something may have gotten out uh, about the uh, Clemson baseball team this week and South Carolina both. Yeah. Man, it was not a good weekend for the two local nines. <sighs> South Carolina at least got a victory in the middle game. Looked like they were primed to get their first series victory, but a walk off victory by the Gators made it five consecutive in the loss column in series for. South Carolina, and oh, by the way, it doesn't get much easier because they play North Carolina tomorrow night in Charlotte, a park that has been a house of horrors for them before this year. They ended up exercising some demons with a victory over NC State. Uh, Last trip that they were there uh, a couple weeks ago, speaking of NC State, Coastal Carolina beat NC State last week, but uh, lost two to Little Rock, so kind of undoing a little bit of, of that goodwill there. But they got to play North Carolina Tuesday, and then, oh, by the way, number seven in the country, Texas A&M, comes to town Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, you know, it's funny, Swan, and we were talking to Monty Lee, Clemson baseball coach, uh, going into this week, this past weekend series. You know, I said, I joked at him, I said, you know, uh, I'm, sure you're, uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to not having to see Mike Martin on the other, uh, in the opposite dugout there uh, after this year. Uh, I, I'm guessing that kind of reigns a little bit more true after this past weekend sweep. I would say so. That game two was well, a little bit of an anomaly, I think, in terms of giving up 16 runs. But yeah, I mean, Florida State's always been a, a tough nut to crack in the ACC. They've been tough for, on Clemson for years, and what they really did was where it looked like for a while the Atlantic Division was going to be maybe a little bit of a runaway or a two-team race between Clemson and NC State. Well, the Wolfpack got swept by Louisville. Now, all of a sudden... It's a little jumble. It is muddled at the top, and Florida State's squarely in the mix. They come out of nowhere Mm. sweeping Clemson. Now they're in the mix. Maybe there was a little bit of the... uh Win one for the Gipper status for the man in the final season. I thought about that a little bit. I really did, because... Those two teams, Clemson and Florida State, have gone head-to-head for so many years Mm -hmm. being the best two consistent programs in the ACC. You just kind of wondered. When it was going to turn. Well, just if it was the, like you say, the win one for the Gipper, the last hoorah. Let's let's take these guys out and coaches' final matchup with them. That game that they played last year in Durham was – Probably one of the best college baseball games I've been a part of from a postseason standpoint. That was something. Well, that that had Omaha type atmosphere on it. There's always been something special about certain matchups and certain rivalries. Yeah, forget the sport. Just every once in a while, to, and and Clemson and Florida State in baseball. It's like that. Even though neither have won a national title, it has had some extra juice, man, when they get together. Can't deny it. I'm going to bring in producer Lowell Idlet to speak for Braves Nation here in just a second. So, Lowell, I have to say, last year after visiting the brand new, that was brand new then, SunTrust Park, 
I came away very impressed. I will preface this by saying that when I was there last year, I did a somewhat prudent thing. Got myself the hotel in Smyrna there. If you know anything about the geography of Atlanta, they've built this in basically what is Smyrna, a northwest suburb of Atlanta, away from the Marta, away from everything. But I got a hotel in there, and I was able to you know walk around the battery. It was fantastic. It was I enjoyed myself last year, despite the results of the game that I was at last year. This past year, we stayed with friends in East Atlanta. And I got to tell you, there's an issue with the rideshare going to that ballpark. We paid $68 for an Uber both nights after each game, Friday night and Saturday night. $68 $68 in an Uber. You got to get that fixed, man. Tell me I'm wrong. Am I am I am I am I overreacting? Man, you got to go get on one of those little scooters, the little pay to ride scooters, just use that instead of Uber. We're in East Atlanta. <laughs> Watch you go on the street on your little lime scooter. It's like too hot. You got to go on two you got to go on two highways to get there. And, and, the right. and, the, and the process to get in and out of that ballpark, it is it is not fun. It is not fun. There's like one road that all the rideshare people are on, man, and it was it is not good. So they, <laughs> they they done messed that up. I'm just enjoying picturing you and your girlfriend riding scooters up 275. That was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> the right lane. I was I'm, I'm, I was hoping that you would give a bit of, of an impassioned defense. We we were with a couple of Atlanta natives too, and they were all like, "Oh man, I just I wish this was still back at Turner Field, just because it was so much easier." And like I thought, I thought everybody got mad at Turner Field because it was located in the ghetto. Here's the thing: it's it's not a stadium issue. It's Atlanta is terrible for traffic in general issue. True, I call it Houston without the culture. And about as good a mass transit. It was honestly designed by... The city of Atlanta was designed by somebody who must have been born in Jersey. Must have been. Because it's designed with about the same amount of lack of preparedness. And again, I understand... I can I can understand and appreciate the city probably grew to a level that could not handle the lack of infrastructure that happened with the city's highways. But whoever thought that it was appropriate to take two of the city's busiest highways and combine them into one in a loop down the east side of the city like that, 75 and 85, must have been off their meds that day, man. Holy moly. Yeah, are, are, you, are, you, are you loving my just impassioned? I don't, I don't go through Atlanta my, my, my impassioned, My impassioned just taking a dump on Atlanta right now? I, I don't go through Atlanta much. You don't? Well, let me put it to you this way. I went through Atlanta enough this weekend to last me for another lifetime. Yeah, I can't think of the last time I went through Atlanta. Well, I guess, Lowell, when we came back from Dallas, I think that's it. Did we go through Atlanta or adjacent uh, to Atlanta? Kinda, yeah, we brushed by. We did not go through. I'm trying to think. Well, you're going you're, you're gonna to go to Atlanta maybe next year. It could be an opportunity next year. Touche. For the uh, the semi semi final next year. 
All I'm saying is, it was very much. It was very, it was very much a uh, a harrowing experience travel wise. Still, the amenities are great. I still maintain that everything around that ballpark is better than that actual ballpark itself because they basically built what it what it adheres to basically a, a huge mini mall outside of the ballpark that has a bunch of you know eating and drinking establishments and a movie theater and all kinds of awesome retail stuff. Around the ballpark, the ballpark itself somewhat pedestrian in nature. You know what I think would be a fun exercise? What's that? Just see how many days it takes you to guess what Major League Baseball park I have been to. And I do mean singular. The one baseball park you have been yeah. to? Yeah. Oriole Park at Camden Yards. All right. So day one, you missed. Oh, I have to get, I get one guess a day? Yeah. Is see this- if you can get in a month. I mean, there's only 32 of them, so we'd hope to be a month. We'll see. We'll do this at the end of every show. <laughs> Wait, Will, did, what, what ballpark did I go to? <laughs> this is gonna, this is gonna har- singular. This is gonna harrow me. Colin Taylor's usual spot tomorrow. We'll have also something else lined up for you as well. For Swanee, I'm Will. Uh, be sure to catch me tonight on Watch Fox on the Huddle with Mike Uba. I'm going to get in that car, go hang out with my wife and my kids and my dog, and have a cold Coors Light. See ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.